When I look in the mirror, I don't see wrinkles. When I look in the mirror, I see hair on my head, not my shoulder. And hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Boldy, Fountain of Truth. And we have a wonderful guest today. Uh, you may know him. You may know him because he makes so many appearances on CNN, CNBC, CBS, all the C's, including Fox Business News and The View. Oh, my goodness. Jordan E. Goodman. Now, he has a, uh, I, I'll call it a brand, if Jordan doesn't mind. He's America's Money Answers Man. And he has his own radio show, too. So uh, he's been around for many, many years. And... Uh, Many uh, times you may also see him because he's promoting one of his many books, like everyone's money book on college. But that is just one of the many things that people ask him about. And we're going to ask him our questions. Some of the questions that came into me through the years that I have shied away from because we deal with aging so much and a little bit less about money. But here we have America's Money Answers Man right in front of us. So, Jordan, thank you so much for being with us today. Great to be with you, Adrian. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. So let's start with that. I mean, you um, ask people to ask you questions, plus you do a lot of speaking, and people come over to you. What would you think is the number one question they're asking you today and, and how you handle it? Clearly, the biggest one is how to get out of debt. I mean, we have a huge amount of debt in this country. We've got about $4 trillion in non-mortgage debt, about $13 trillion in mortgage debt, and uh, it's growing at a very fast pace, and people don't know what to do about it. Uh, it's credit cards, uh, student loans, uh, car loans, uh, even medical debt is a big one. So uh, that's something I hear all the time is the amount of debt. The U.S. government's in, in a lot of debt and growing all the time, but they can print the money their way out of it. You can't do that individually. So I would say that's the biggest area of question I get all the time. Yeah, and I will also add a little bit of plug for your book, Master Your Debt, Fast Profits in Hard Times. So one of the things that we also know about people over the age of 65 is that their uh, bankruptcies are uh, really extrapolating. They never were in bankruptcy before. Now they are because of medical debt. So when people bring up that particular question to you, how do you help them? Correct. Uh, over half the bankruptcies are because of medical debt, because even though they may have uh, insurance like Medicare, uh, the, the deductibles and co-payments can really put them under. That's, that's correct. So I like to give specific resources that can help people, Adrian, so that I give them a strategy and a specific place to go to actually implement the strategy. So in the case of medical debt, um, there are what's so-called healthcare advocacy organizations that actually will reduce the debt by 20, 30, sometimes 90%, I mean, just huge amounts, uh, because they challenge these debts and get them settled for pennies on the dollar. Uh, the place I like best is called Healthcare Advocates in Philadelphia. Their website, healthcareadvocates.com. So for about 30 years, they negotiate with chief financial officers at, at hospitals and medical groups. Um, so the first thing they do is they actually look at the detail of the medical bill and in many cases find errors or dramatic overcharges. You know, they'll charge you $80 for an aspirin or some crazy thing like that, and they get it down to a more realistic level. And then they say, you know, would you rather get something or nothing? And they offer them $0.10 cents of the dollar, and the, financial, the uh, healthcare institution agrees to it and get it behind you. I saw recently 
Guy had a heart attack. It was a $200,000 bill. Healthcare advocates brought it down to $3,000. So, you know, it can be done. This is not something the average individual uh, is able to do or knows how to do is to negotiate down health care bills. But that's an organization that's helped a lot of people for many, many years. Yeah, so a couple of things. First of all, I once had a, a bill from a hospital, $56. It was for a package of Kleenex tissues. So <laughs> just saying, just saying, Jordan. Okay, so we're speaking with uh, Jordan Goodman here, uh, America's Money Answers Man. And what he does, so that you know, and this is the fountain of truth, is he selects resources that he uh, feels is helpful. And he's part of those resources. We want you to know that. But these are places that you would not be able to find without a whole lot of research. So what we want to do is we want you to let you know where to find these resources selected uh, by, by Jordan. Give us your website and what people will find when they go on that website. There's a lot of information there. My website is moneyanswers.com. And you're right. I have affiliate relationships with what I consider to be the best uh, financial service providers in many areas we'll discuss. And on that website, there's what's called the Resource Center. And under there are uh, these resources, just like the healthcare advocates I just mentioned. I got a little video explaining them, a direct link to them. And I've vetted these and know them all for many, many years, and they really help people. They, they deliver. And if they don't deliver, they don't stay there. And they're not on the so, list, correct. Yeah, right, they're off the list. So this, this is a useful and, and helpful thing, um, a really important B2C type of, of arrangement. Now, let's go to something that maybe they're not asking you all the time, but folks are asking me all the time. People who are retiring are really living in their bank, and they want to know, should they sell their house, should they refinance? And I know you have some thoughts about that because interest rates are kind of low right now. So give us some thoughts about that. Well, this is often people's biggest asset is their home. They've been paying down a mortgage for many years. But the new thing today is a lot of people are getting into retirement and are not paying off their mortgage or not, have not been able to do so yet in many cases because they refinanced a few years ago. I mean, it's good to get lower interest rates, but it starts a new 30-year clock all over again. So if you refinance when you were 55, you're now going to have to pay till 85 or something like that. So that's a new thing because in, in past generations, people would get to 65 or 70 and they would have their mortgage paid off and have their house be you know, free and clear. That's not the case in many cases now. So the solution is a strategy called mortgage equity optimization, which literally allows you to pay off a 30-year mortgage in about five, six, seven years, something like that, on your existing level of income. And the way it works is you use a home equity line of credit as a second mortgage. You keep your income in the HELOC and you pay down that mortgage in a much faster way. You know, with the traditional system, Adrian, you're making one payment a month, almost all interest for the first 10 to 15 years. You're making very, very little progress in the principal. If you use that HELOC, it's a way of making much faster uh, progress in that principal and literally paying it off 25 years faster than you ever thought possible. And that would be particularly good for somebody retired because – you know, you want them to have that uh, house uh, free and clear of mortgages. A website that can help them go through this mortgage equity optimization process is called truthinequity.com. It's a free website, and they model it and show you exactly step-by-step how to implement a strategy that can literally save you 25 years off your mortgage and tens of thousands of dollars in needless interest. You know, one of the things I will say is that if I spent our whole show listing your books, 
it would take the whole 45 minutes. So I'm just going to tell people one at a time. There is a wonderful book that it's not a new one. It's something that Jordan did many years ago. It's still around and still the best. Everyone's Money Book. You really ought to take a look at that one as well. And all these things are on Amazon. But based on what you just said, this is what I love about the new world of disclosure. Many years ago, this idea of paying, making an extra payment on your mortgage and how much it would save you was sold as a secret. Oh, the secret way of taking 25 years off your mortgage. And then people would pay a great deal for the information. And then they'd first have to go to a resource. And I remember that. These were really marketing tools to get people interested uh, with this intriguing thing. Well, those days are over, and I'm just so happy to know that a strategy like that is something that is no longer a secret. People can go right to the source, decide if it's right for them or not right for them. But it is one of the major issues. Now, when we come back, we're going to be talking about some other things that are on everyone's mind. One of them is single-payer Medicare system. This is in the news all the time. Interestingly, there's very little in the news about aging. I complain about that all the time. But this is one topic. What's going on with Social Security? What's going on with Medicare that is in the news? And there's big fights over it. I will tell you that uh, the SECURE Act, and Jordan and I had been discussing that a couple of times, is going to pass. That's the law that's going to allow people who are older and working to continue to put money into their 401ks. It's also the law that's going to allow people to leave that money in longer instead of having to take it out at 70 and a half. So that's a bipartisan law. And it's very helpful for people with money who are not yet on Social Security or who want to delay their Social Security to at least 70. What isn't bipartisan, and we're going to be talking about that in a moment, is what's going to happen to Social Security itself? What's going to happen to Medicare? There's big fights politically into what is right, what is wrong. Is it an entitlement program or is it something that we've paid into? has nothing to do with entitlement or means testing. And we're going to hear from Jordan on this very, very important topic in the news today. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You may think that I'm full of it. That doesn't bother me, not even a bit, cause I am happy, and I freely admit, I'm inappropriate for my age, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit, cause I am happy, and I freely admit, I'm inappropriate for my age, da-da-da. And hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the Fountain of Truth. Now, a couple of little housekeeping announcements. Uh, for those of you who don't know my blog, please go uh, to Bottom Line Personal, a wonderful company that is my editor and my publisher, but they are also the largest self-help newsletter in the country right now, Bottom Line Personal. Just go to Adrian Berg, and you will read Aging for Beginners. And it's a, it's a it's one of my joys because the the articles that I'm able to publish there skew a little bit younger than our show and it helps people even starting in their late 20s 
to understand aging, to look forward to aging, and to retool their own habits, behavioral health habits, financial habits, so that they will have the best life they can in their long third age. So that's Aging for Beginners, and we have a lot lot of material up there. Uh, The other is that I am delighted to say I'll be speaking on a very interesting topic at Leading Age, which is one of the conferences that are real real innovations in the field of aging. And believe it or not, I'll be speaking about the outdoor environment, a panel of nine really heavy hitters. And one of them was the landscaper for Walt Disney, both uh, architectural landscaping for the Orlando and the Anaheim. And I'll be bringing back information for you, for your own home, uh, if you're looking to move to assisted livings, to um, uh, over 55 communities. Everybody looks on the inside, what's going on there, what does it smell like, what's the food like. They don't look outside. And you will be getting hints and tips of what to look for to lead your best life that deals with nature and what's going on on the outside. So I'm very excited about that. So right now I'm speaking with Jordan Goodman, and he is somebody who, as I said before, you may know because you see his face on so many of the major shows from The View to CNN to see, uh to CBS, everywhere, and perhaps you've read one of his books because he has so many, 13 of them, out on personal finance. But mostly you'll probably know him as uh, America's uh, Money Answers Man because he has his own show as well. And we'll tell you a little bit about that. So thanks for coming back with us, uh, Jordan. And before we go on to this big issue, big issue of single payer when it comes to Medicare, as I promised the audience, Tell us a little bit about your show and how they can access that through your website. Sure. So it's called The Money Answer Show. It's on the Voice America Business Network, which is the largest Internet radio network in the world. I've been doing it since 2007, so a long, long time, every week. Uh, It appears live on Mondays from 3 to 4 Eastern time, but a lot of people listen to it later. Uh, So you can go to moneyanswers.com. At the top, you click Money Answer Show. And you've got them all there, including the one we did with you. And so you can listen to them on every topic you can possibly imagine on personal finance. Lots of great guests we've had for many, many years. And there's also a very nice blog and articles and other things. And we talked about your research list as well. So now now a big political issue. Uh, Medicare, uh, single payer. And I'm going to be, again, this is the fountain of truth. So I'm going to tell the truth. Jordan asked me this question. Uh, He wanted to know my thoughts about it on the air. And I wouldn't answer it. I wouldn't answer it. Why? Because I thought it was an extremely complex issue. But he's got to answer it. Why? Because he's America's money answer man. So he's got to answer the question. (laughs) I asked him, can I ask you? He says, yes, ask me the question. So, okay, uh, delve in. Single payer, not single payer. What's your thoughts? Well, I mean, the idea of everybody having health insurance is wonderful, except we can't afford it. People don't seem to have noticed we've got a $22 trillion national debt. We're adding to it at roughly a trillion dollars a year um, to cover everybody in a Medicare for all. I mean, I've seen estimates of $5 trillion, $30 trillion. I mean, who knows how much it's going to cost? It'd just be overwhelming to the national debt. So, yes, health care is a right, and everybody should have it. But the current situation we have, I just can't imagine how financially it could ever be done. In addition, there are other things that some of the candidates have pointed out. Medicare uh, pays uh, uh, health care institutions and doctors at roughly 80% 
of the kind of market rate, whereas private insurance pays at roughly 120% of the private rate. So we, if you think of it this way, private insurance is kind of subsidizing uh, Medicare. Uh, some of the candidates have said they ask hospital administrators, what would happen to you if every service that you uh, provided was reimbursed at the Medicare rate? And they all say we'd close. <laughs> we couldn't make it. And the same thing for doctors. Doctors would quit. The entire financial uh, backing of private insurance is what keeps uh, the financial system afloat. And if you banned uh, private insurance, in effect, which is what Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders are doing, uh, the entire healthcare system would, would collapse because it wouldn't be reimbursed at a level that they can survive on. So I just don't think it's practical. As much as it would be nice to have everybody have Medicare for all, I just don't think it's practical in the current financial situation we're in. So I will give you um, a couple of little insights in this. Uh, I am what's called the New York Times Age Beat Fellow. That means I was a journalist chosen by the Longevity Center, which is now part of Columbia, to learn as much about aging as I could in all of its aspects. And one of them was the single-payer system, and they have that, of course, in the Netherlands. And the folks came over, and they have something similar also in Canada. Folks came over, and they were very proud of their system. But they said to us, there's one thing you should know if we're going to adopt it. And that is, we wait a very long time, a very long time, even for serious things. So what is growing in the Netherlands and what's growing in Canada is medical tourism. And many, many people are coming from that single-payer system to the United States for care. And they're paying. They're paying out of their own pocket. So when it's right. something you could wait for, something that is not going to kill you, let's say, you wait. But if it's something that's very serious, particularly cancer, you might very well be paying it out of your own pocket. And what, the, uh, what Europe has done is they have made a deal with each other that uh, if you come to another country within the EU, within the EU, um, they will accept the coverage of another country. Because in those countries where people are in the EU but they're waiting so long, they want to they want to get take care taken. So it can get bad. Now I don't have a yes or a no because I also want everybody to be covered. However, I see clouds from both sides, folks. I see so much and I am told so much because I'm press that I cannot find a solution to this. I'll be perfectly honest with you, Jordan. Uh, you may be the answer man, and you have the answer, which is let the private sector do their job. At this point, that's what we have to do. We don't have the right way yet, and certainly the single payer is not going to work right now. That is true. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't be continuing to look for those answers. Now, speaking of answers, we're going to be back in a few minutes, and we're going to be talking about some things that uh, have come up to me more than almost anything else, and that is the college planning. I was surprised to see how many of you guys as grandparents are thinking about footing the bill or starting the 529 programs or something else that are going to help your grandkids, not just your kids. We'll be right back. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit, because I am happy and I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me not even a bit, because 
And hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and I am having a really good time today. I'm speaking with Jordan Goodman, who is America's uh, Money Answers Man, and he has a wonderful show. He has a resource section that he has vetted through the years. Uh, again, this is, um, we, we always say with somebody as a guest, and I have, uh, and he has a product or a service, I always tell you I don't make any money out of it. I'll say the same about Jordan Goodman. I'm getting sick and tired of saying that. I'd like to make money out of something. But the fact is, right now, this is from my heart, and I try to bring information that you wouldn't get anywhere else. And what Jordan has done uh, is he's identified certain problems that people come with him to him about all the time whether it's on his radio show or when, whether he's speaking or in, in relationship to his books. And, and he's found resources that cut to the chase and help people and made relationships, his own business relationships with them. And what it does is it kind of gives you a quick map. A quick, a map. If this is your problem, here's a potential solution, find out about it. So one of the things that people have written to me about a lot is college planning, and I was actually very surprised about that. I talk about the SECURE Act a lot, and I talk about it in terms of the older adult. But in the SECURE Act, there are actually new ways of using your tax-deferred funds to pay for college. That's how serious the issue of college debt is right now. And actually, uh, Jordan has written a book about that, uh, everyone's money book on college, and he has some thoughts. So, Jordan, tell us about that issue because a lot of grandparents are footing the bill for this. Absolutely. Yeah, we have $1.6 trillion in college debt these days. It grows at roughly $100 billion a year. Every time there's a graduation season, we add about $100 billion to this huge pile. That's a pretty high interest rate, 6 7%. Private debt, 10 11% in many cases. And you're right. I mean, what's happening is the kids going through college – max out on how much they can borrow. The parents max out at what they can borrow, not only parent plus loans, but they take out home equity loans, they take out loans against their 401k at work, they take loans against their life insurance, anything that's not kind of uh, nailed down, they borrow against, and they, they max out. And then they ask the grandparents to make up the difference as well, which in many cases they do. So the grandparents are now taking on college debt for their grandkids. It's never happened before. Uh, you know, in a generation like this. So it's a huge problem for a lot of people. Now, this, there are some solutions. I can't make the, the debt magically go away, but you can at least get it down to lower interest rates. So there are ways of refinancing that debt to get it down to a 3 to 4% range, something like that. The affiliate that I use there is called Splash Financial, and their website is splashfinancial.com uh, forward slash money answers. They know it's me that way. You get 350 bucks off your first payment. And so if you have private loans, federal loans, combine them all into one in the 3 to 4% range, that can at least save you some money and help you pay it off quicker. Uh, the other thing you can do, there's something called the IBR program, which is the Income-Based Repayment Program. Now, this is not something the, parent, the grandparents would enter, but it's something that the, the student or the graduate can enter, is if you meet certain criteria, you pay the minimum on your student loans for 10 years, and then after that, no matter how much you owe, the rest of it is forgiven. Now, that means if you work for the government, federal, state, local government, 
in the military, anything like that, you can qualify. If you work in the nonprofit teach- sector. Yeah, nonprofit and teaching. teaching in certain locations, in certain locations. Right. So they're, they're yeah. trying to encourage people to like to be a teacher in the inner city or a doctor on an Indian reservation, something like that, where it's hard to find people. You can get your loans forgiven. So that's one way to help. You have to qualify and make sure you do it right. But that's that's a good way to do it as well. So it's a huge problem. It's growing. It's by far the fastest growing amount of debt out there. And as you say, grandparents are taking on student loan debt for their grandkids in a way that's never happened in previous generations. Yep. And, you know, as an older parent, because I had my daughter when I was 44, uh, I am like a grandparent with that problem, with that issue. And I noticed that uh, if you have your own loans, your own student loans for the parent, and the parent dies, the loan is forgiven. So I said, yay, <laughs> when I die, I'll be <laughs> fine. I mean, this is the way you say it's very expensive. And I was also angry. I have to tell everybody about this. My daughter is in the arts, and uh, she actually went to the most expensive school in the United States. And you would think that would be Ivy League, but it's not. It's a performing arts school. And their motto is, I am in the theater, and I am your waiter. So they make absolutely no, no. So they spend the most money they possibly could on college, right? And they make the least money in the United States. And it is not on the list, Jordan. If you want to go into the arts, uh, it is not on the list for the forgiveness after 10 years in the arts. Whereas, if, as you said, if you want to teach, that is on the, uh, in certain areas, that's on the list. Or if you go to the military, that's on the list. So I was mad. I said, put that on the list. No. All right. <laughs> now, before we, before we leave here again, um, you know, this is not a, I'm going to be honest, this is not a question we get a lot. But I was intrigued because it was kind of on your list. So it must be a question that you get a lot. And that was buying a car and refinancing um, a a car. And I have to have that on my list because I actually only have one car. And the reason is my driving skills are poor because I'm uh, right, left, dyslexic. And it wasn't until GPS really came into purview when I was 54 years old that I was actually able to drive because I can use the GPS. Before GPS, believe it or not, I had a license. I got through it, but I could not drive. So a car was not in my world, and now we are actually looking for the first time for a second car. That's a little insight into uh, what it means to be right-left dyslexics. There's only 4,000 people in the United States, and I was blessed with that gene. So (laughs) what should we do? What should we do now? All right, so there's two things. First of all, when you're buying a car, you are at a disadvantage. You buy a car every five years, every 10 years, you know, rarely, and the people in the dealership do this all day, and they know all the tricks of the trade. So you've got to have somebody on your side who knows the tricks of the trade, and I've always used the same one. It's a car buying service called carq.com, C-A-R letter Q.com. I bought my last five cars. Well, in fact, I lease cars through them, and they literally search around the country to get you the best deal on price and financing or leasing, however you want to do it. And I'll just tell you what happened with my most recent car. Uh, I'm in New York, and they ended up finding in Newport Beach, California, the best deal. They saved $8,000 over the local dealership. So I transferred the car across the country for $800. I was willing to save to, to pay 800 to save 8000 I thought that was a pretty good deal. And there's no way yeah. I could have found them on my own. Um, so, again, carq.com, they help you make sure you get the absolute best deal on whether it be leasing, financing, 
used new cars. They've just helped an awful lot of people because you're not good at it, and they are. And then on the financing part, a lot of people have taken on there's a huge amount of debt, about $1.1 trillion in car loan debt these days. And a lot of people have taken on some pretty big debt at high interest rates, and they don't realize that after you've taken out a car loan, it's quite easy to refinance it to either a lower interest rate or change the maturity to get the payment down to a more affordable level. And there's a free website called MyLoanGen, G-E-N, MyLoanGen.com. And you put in everything about your existing car loan, uh, the monthly payment, how many more months you have to go, the total amount financed, the interest rate, all those kind of things. And then it gives you the choice of changing the maturity or changing the interest rate. And once you've picked what you like with a payment you can afford, you hit uh, apply, and then it goes to credit unions all over the country who bid for your business to give you that loan. It's all done online in about five minutes. You can refinance your car loan to get the payment to be more affordable. So, again, that's my affiliate, myloangen.com. So both buying the car and getting the refinancing can save you a huge amount of money in your car. So what we have here is a very practical guy, and his answers are very practical for you. Uh, not as practical as me. Uh, I have been looking into, just so everybody knows, going abroad. I, I do travel a lot. You know that. Go to Europe a lot. I speak a lot in other countries. And um, there, there you have a lot of deals. If you buy a car in Europe, not only do you get your trip sometimes paid for, I must tell you, but um, you get it. It's cheaper. And they, they ship it. They ship back. It's kind of a thrill to watch uh, at the dock when your car is coming down and saying, oh, no, no, don't, don't mess up my car. But there are so many ways if you are really interested in making that little cheaper in your life. Now, when we come back, we're going to be talking about some other things. I, I really hope to be able to get through a couple of the, the big issues that people have written to me about or spoken to me about. One of them is their insurance. Everybody always asks me, when should we stop paying our insurance? And I, um, I, I always hesitate. I always hesitate about that because once you do uh, finish with your life insurance, you'll never get it back. It'll never be cheap enough for you to, to have it again. So we'll see what our answer man has to say about that when we come back and a whole lot more. Don't go anywhere. We shall return. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit, because I am happy and I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. You may think that I'm full of it. And hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the Fountain of Truth. Now, a little bit of a bookkeeping uh, item here for me. We do have a website, and our website is generationboldradio.com, generationboldradio.com. Uh, first of all, you can hear all of the shows. We are continually posting our past shows. We have four years of shows here. You can hear about 35 of them now. Uh, if you miss our show, which is on um, uh, BizTalk Radio, and it's usually on stations at, from 10 to 11 on Sunday mornings. Some of them play us on Saturday nights. If you miss the show, it's archived always. And tell all your friends. You can hear it. It's mobile-friendly. You can hear it on your cell phone. You can hear it on your computer. If you go to generationboldradio.com. But of equal importance to me is 
I ask you to support our show in a very simple way. Give us your email. Uh, It is as safe as it can be, and you will be receiving some of my hints, my tips uh, on successful aging as a a thank you and some of the articles that I I write as a thank you. Uh, Also, you'll be able to go to Aging for Beginners very easily and see all the new posts that go up there. Some of them have been extremely useful, both inspirationally and motivationally, as well as practically, to live the best life you can. Uh, and uh, starting at 20 up, not 50 up or 70 up, but 20 up, aging for beginners. Uh, we really do want to make this a movement. And I also belong to two groups, two nonprofits I want you to know about. One of them is called Gen to Gen. Uh, for those of you who really believe you want an intergenerational life and not just be with your own peer age group, it's an important way of meeting younger people, knowing younger people, mentoring and being mentored. And we're with it. We're with it.com, another nonprofit that's part of Parker, which is assisted living group. Um, and what that means is we are with the world. We are engaged. We're contributing to the world. And it gives you a lot of ways to make that contribution that when you feel that the world doesn't want you anymore, make them sorry by showing all that you can contribute. So uh, let's talk about something else that that people do ask me about, and that is what should I do with my life insurance? The kids are fine. We're fine. We probably don't need the money. Um, And Jordan uh, Goodman, our guest, the money answers man, America's money answers man, uh, he, he has ways of selling that insurance. I'll chime in about that also. But first, Gordon, explain that and why you came to the conclusion that this might be helpful to people. In the right circumstances, it can be hundreds of thousands of dollars for an asset that they would often just throw away. A lot of people have been paying into their life insurance for many, many years, paying all these premiums, and the insurance company hasn't paid them a, a penny. And if they let that policy lapse, if they feel they don't need it anymore, or they can't afford it anymore, uh, the insurance company got off the hook, gets to keep your premiums for all those years, and you don't get a, a thing out of it. So in the right circumstance, it might make sense to look into selling that life insurance policy in what's called the life settlement market, and you literally can get hundreds of thousands of dollars for it. Uh, there's a website uh, which is at fundinglife.com, and they've also got a phone number, 877-485-6681. It's a place called Life Insurance Settlements, Inc., And what they do is put buyers and sellers of life insurance policies together. You or your listeners would be the sellers of policies. The buyers tend to be hedge funds and large institutions that buy hundreds of policies. They've got big portfolios, and every year some of the people in there die, and they get a big payoff. So say, for example, Adrian, you had a a million-dollar policy, and uh, you were 75. Uh, You might be able to sell that for like $300,000. You get $300,000 now. When you die – the hedge fund is the beneficiary of the policy, and they get the million. So, you know, the upside is you get 300000 now. You don't have to pay the premiums anymore. Uh, the downside is your kids don't get the million dollars. But as you say, if the kids are doing okay on their own and they don't really need it, it's a way of tremendously augmenting your capital, which you can then invest for income to uh, substantially improve your retirement situation. So it's not for every situation, but in many cases it can be a good thing. And again, fundinglife.com can tell you, uh, and for free, uh, you know, what your policy may be worth. I, I, I always wondered whether this was only for whole life policies, which really guarantee the death benefit, 
or if it also works for universal life policies, which actually don't guarantee the death benefit. It depends a little bit on how you're investing your premium. It can be for cash value and term policies. So a term policy in many cases is what's called convertible, meaning it can be converted into a permanent policy. And as long as it's convertible, it would be converted because nobody's going to buy a policy that's about to run out. Right. But as you say, whole life, universal life, variable life, or term life that's convertible, all can be sold in the life settlement market. Fascinating. All right. Now, the only thing I want to tell you, and I said to Jordan, there's a little pushback that I'm going to throw in here. Please take a look at what happens to your policy in the event you need long-term care. Certain better policies, you may not even know this, will pay off before you die. If you're terminal, that's an accelerated death benefit. But also, if you're not terminal and you need long-term care and you can prove it. So many of us do not have and don't want to pay for long-term care insurance because we may not need it and it's expensive. We don't know that our regular life insurance policy, in some cases with some companies, pay off in the event that uh, you, you have a heart attack for chronic care or you have long-term care needs or critical care like a stroke. You just don't know it's there. It's a hidden a rider that I, actually the insurance industry should tell people about more because they would sell more insurance. But I don't know why. They, they never make that a, a big deal. So before you sell it or even think about selling it, make sure it doesn't serve another purpose in your life, not just the death benefit that. purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Jordan, you Also called LTC riders, as they're called. That's correct. Right. Yeah. So, so the idea here is when, when you're listening to Jordan, you're listening to a very practical guy, uh, not a theoretical guy. This is the problem. Here's a couple of solutions. See if they're right for you. And let me just um, tell you to go to moneyanswers.com. And always, I feel so terrible at the end of the show because it is the end of the show. So thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, it, it's, it won't be the last time. Very good. Well, thanks so much, Adrian. I hope we've helped your listeners a bit. I think so, too. And uh, if this is the kind of show that you like where you get straight-up practical answers, please let us know. You simply go to my website, Adrianberg, B-E-R-G, uh, dot com, adrianberg.com, and if you need a speaker, I'm available for you under most circumstances. You never know where I'm going to be in the world. And I'm going to say to you now, get out there, kids, and make it happen. I'm inappropriate.